0: Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam? Welcome to Sports Info U.M. featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else—from former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL. You'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Hey, welcome to
1: Sports Info U.M. What's going on, Sam? Hey man, nothing much. Just uh, you're talking about a breaking story, uh, Daryl. You know there there's some major news uh, again, and and at the center of everything is performance p- performance-enhancing drugs, man. And uh, Ryan Braun, the first Major League Baseball MVP to ever be suspended. What are your thoughts, man?
2: Hey man, Ryan Joseph Braun, once known as a Hebrew Hammer, is going down. And, you know, uh, Ron, he he did it all wrong. You know, he never confessed to anything. He threw people under the bus. The guy that collected the samples, he really threw him under the bus. He came out and said he did nothing wrong. And now he's the one that's thrown his, ta- his tail between his legs and said, okay, Major League Baseball, I'll accept the 65 games. I'll accept the rest of the season. Let's just let it go, and I'll, I'll come back next year and, and make the rest of my money. So I don't think it's really going to hurt him very much. It may hurt his image. And uh, and maybe we'll see a real player that he is if he comes back next year without the PEDs.
1: You know, what's really interesting. Uh, he met with Major League Baseball on June 29th, and he refused to answer any questions about the biogenesis. Um, so eventually, Major League Baseball finally showed him that, Hey, we have enough evidence on you where this could be a major, major suspension. You're either going to talk with us and you're going to let us know what really happened, or we're going to take action. And, uh, you know, now his whole story, his whole attitude towards uh, the matter have changed. And he's saying that he's acknowledged in the past that he's not perfect. Uh, that to me, this seems like the perfect case of a guy that was saying, ha-ha, uh, you guys made some mistakes, I beat the system, and now he's going back and uh, he's being very remorseful uh, about making a mistake and he won't, he just want the matter to go away. But uh, it's not going to go away. It's a major problem, not only in baseball. You know, we talked about it last week. There's several track athletes that were suspended. Uh, you know, this is a major problem in sports.
2: It is a major problem in sports, and um, it, it's, it's a major problem when we see a guy like Braun, who was at the University of Miami in 2002, 2003, and that was around the same time when a lot of this steroid controversy was going on in Major League Baseball. He left the University of Miami and was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. Who's to say that he wasn't involved with Bosch and the whole clinic situation while he was a student? At University of Miami, because it was a lot of guys doing a lot of things in the in the, in the, in the early two thousand in baseball that people just wasn't aware of. And he was—he probably came into Major League Baseball with, not with a cloud of suspension, but with a with, with a syringe full of PEDs.
1: Uh, no doubt. And, uh, you know, now the guy who everyone's going to turn their attention to that uh, Mr. Braun has uh, in everyone's mind, he's accepted responsibility and everybody's congratulating him for taking responsibility uh, to me when you cheat and uh, get caught, you're not taking responsibility uh, to me if you have a problem, you go out, you seek help. That's accepting responsibility, but getting caught and saying, hey, I made a mistake, I'm going to accept my punishment, I'm not going to fight it. What is there to fight when you have been caught red-handed? So uh, to me, I'm not going to congratulate Mr. Braun for saying, hey, uh, I'm not perfect, I did this, and I'm going to accept my punishment. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who didn't want to talk to baseball. I I really feel that the penalty should be a lot more harsh than what it is, but uh, now the focus... It's kinda of, it's gonna move from Braun and it's gonna to shift to A Rod. And you know, they they're saying rumors has it that A Rod has uh really effect affected the uh the investigation. So uh his suspension is expected to be longer than bronze. And uh you you're talking about sixty plus games, uh millions of dollars that has been just forfeited by Mr. Brown. Athletes, they have to make better decisions. There's no room, there's no place for cheating in any sport.
2: Man, we say that, Sam, but we but we know that steroids make an average player a good player. A good player, a, gr- a very good player. A great player, superstars. You know, so if it's going to make an average player a very good player, Come on, man! These guys are still going to find ways to use these drugs because these are the things that are going to make them millions of dollars. Brown wouldn't have signed a contract the way he, the, the, the contract the size of his last contract if it weren't for the drugs. And we Wait. got to understand that that Mark McGuire would have never been the player that he was if it were not for the drugs. Sammy Sosa, the same way, and the list goes on and on and on. And we may have seen Arod get an extra six or seven years out of his career because of the drugs. And I and I don't think it's fair. I really don't think it's fair, especially when we got young guys down that are struggling and hungry and working hard and working hard without using the drugs, trying to make it to the major leagues, and they can't because we got guys up, up at the top.
1: That are cheating, so uh, you know, so they can stay on top. And we have talked about that before. Yes, it'll take a good player and turn him into a great player, but. If you're a good player, you're still gonna be a good player if you don't cheat. If if we level the playing field and no one's cheating, then you're still gonna make your millions of dollars. And and I agree it's not fair when you have these guys that are cheating. To me, they should be fined, they should be spending for multiple years, and possibly banned from baseball. I mean, there's just no place for cheat in the game. It it sends the wrong message. Uh, to our younger players, to, to your kids, to my kids, to, to all of these young future baseball players or track athletes or football players, cheating is not the way to go about doing things. And, uh, you know, Alex Rodriguez was a great player, a hall of fame type player. And now when you look at him, um, All of a sudden, he's he's not going to return. He has a quad uh, strain. Uh, Last week, he said he's going to be with the Yankees on Monday. Uh, To me, this could have something to do with uh, the Pets investigation. I
2: agree. And, and, And Major League Baseball, I think, would love nothing more than to see Alex Rodriguez fall down. You know, major league baseball to me was never happy with the way he handled a 250 million dollar contract. The way he's basically uh, thrown people under the bus when they accused him of uh, of steroid use. He's actually uh, gone out of the country now. We now we see him involved in the situation in Miami with the with the PEDs. It doesn't stop with him, and I know I, in my mind, I think major league baseball wants to see him. Be suspended. Wants to see him take some of this criticism, take the fall for some of this stuff, and it's not going to surprise me if they try and make a lifetime ban on Alex Rodriguez, or give him a ban where they know he's going to be basically too old to come back and play. They suspend him for two or three years; his career
1: is over. I could see A. Rod taking the easy way out, uh, continue to milk his injuries. Uh, it's a win-win for him and the Yankees. The Yankees get to file an insurance claim and recoup 80% of his contract. a gets to keep all of his money if he retires and says that he has a career uh an injury. So uh, for me, if I'm a that might be the best option for him to just go out this way. Uh, I don't really see a lot of fight in Alex Rodriguez. He's a guy, uh, to me, that uh, he, he was a great player uh, in his earlier days, but uh, he's made some bad decisions. Uh, you know, I, I would really like to see him face and accept his responsibilities and uh, possibly limp out than just taking the easy way out, Darrell.
2: Well, I, you know, he's, he's a very prideful guy. He's He's made that clear on a number of occasions, but I think, Baseball is bigger than Alex Rodriguez, much bigger than Alex Rodriguez. And, and I remember when he came up with the Seattle Mariners as an 18-year-old, basically right out of high school in Miami, Florida. And this was a tall, skinny kid that could play, man. I mean, he could hit, he could run, he could catch, he did it all. His, his fielding was, was very good. And, and now we look at a, a guy that we that, that I thought was just going to be a superstar and and be a, a huge figure in the game for a long time. You look at it and and and,
1: and he was all of, he was but, all of those things. Yeah, he he was, was a superstar. You know and he was a huge figure in the game. was. But. but when you look at it, was that enough for him? It's almost
2: like that's not enough. You know, these guys want more. They want more. They want to push it to the edge. They they want to try and get more from. A gallon than a gallon eight than a gallon is, man. It is what it is, you know. And it's, and sometimes when it's time for you to leave, it's time for you to just gracefully leave the game. These guys don't want to do it, and and you know, hey, you you wonder where is the list going to end? How how big is this list going to be?
1: Uh, you never know. And uh, the one thing that Major League Baseball has working for them is the owner of the Biogenis company, he's working with them. You know, this is the man that, that reached out to A-Rod and uh, asked him for some financial help. And, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But do you think that A-Rod maybe said, hey, maybe I should have paid this guy. Maybe I should have helped him get a couple lawyers so he could be on my side instead of on Major League Baseball's side? Because he, he understands understands the complicated numbering system and how things was done within the company. So, you know, that's a tough decision you make. And, uh, you know, you talked about the young Alex Rodriguez, the the big-time superstar. I mean, I saw this guy as being the Peyton Manning of baseball. And uh, you're talking about letting it slip away because I really feel that he, Alex Rodriguez, did enough. Uh, without cheating, to be to go down as one of the greatest players in Major League Baseball history. But like you said, he wanted more. He wanted to be the Michael Jordan of uh, baseball. And, uh, you know, he's made some bad decisions. Did that make him a terrible player? No. And, uh, you, again, we're saying that it's not right to cheat. But Alex Rodriguez said, hey, I made probably close to $500 million playing baseball and taking a little steroid. So who's the dummy? And,
2: hey, you know, man, and I, I've said this before, uh um If we find out 20, 30 years from now that taking PEDs gave you longevity, gave you more energy, we look at people that took the PEDs, they live them in their 110s, 20s, 30s. Well, if we find out these kind of things down the road, I'm telling you now, they're going to be a part of the game. They're going to be like second nature. It's going to be a worldwide thing. We all could be taking PEDs in the next 30 years. We look at it now like it's a bad thing. And in 40 years from now, 30 years from now, it could be one of the greatest things ever. We could be looking at it like, why didn't we do this 50 years ago? So, hey, you just can't say, Sam. You really can't say. And 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 we see what they do to help these athletes perform better. Now, if this is going to give you... Uh, if, if 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 it was on a job, if you was a business owner, and if you if, if all of your employees were taking Peds and they were giving you fifty percent or twenty or thirty or forty one percent production, you wouldn't be saying, "Hey, y'all, stop taking them Peds, no, hey, I don't want you to give me fifty percent more production." No, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't even say it if they were giving you twenty percent. You know
1: what, there I will. I would. I, I would say it if if it's a banned substance. You you have to say it. Rules are rules, and uh, you know you, you made a great point. What if? What if it uh, made you a better player? Well, we know it makes you a better player. But what if it increased your performance by thirty or forty percent? There's a lot of stuff that might increase your performance. But if it's banned and if it's not within the rules, then I'm not going to say, hey, let's use this. I mean, you know, rules are rules, and uh, that's why we have rules, and uh, that's why guys are punished when they break those rules. So uh, regardless of the effects, good or bad, that it can have on you, the thing that we're looking at is that this is a banned substance, and uh, regardless of how great or bad it is for you, it's banned, so it shouldn't be used as a player when you know something should not be used. Uh, you shouldn't do it. There are going to be consequences. And I I get so tired of guys saying that, uh, you know, I trusted someone. uh, I didn't know what I was taking. It's a mistake. You know, come on, man. Let's just uh, let's call a spade a spade. And uh, you have to take some responsibility for what you put in your body. Uh, And uh, to me, that's a cop out.
2: It is. And, you know, um, I played in an era where, where steroids were basically in the beginning stages. And I saw guys use steroids. I, I know some of my teammates who have used steroids. And um, and now you know, and I, I I see some of these guys now, man. Uh, you know, we getting ready to celebrate our 30th anniversary of the 1983 Orange Bowl. And it's unbelievable to see a lot of my teammates from college walking on canes. Uh, some guys are in wheelchairs. Uh, a lot of guys struggle with all kinds of pain. So. And who's to say the steroids were were a part of it? Because it's some guys that didn't use steroids. You see them in pain and dealing with issues. And and some guys that did. And I see them dealing with issues. So I I really don't know what the long-term effect is going to be. But in some cases, we've seen people die.
1: Uh, behind steroids. Who's that? Lala um, Alzato from the uh, Raiders. And, you know, when I think of steroids, just I can never get that image uh, of how he just deteriorated right yeah. in front of our eyes. And, uh, you know, uh, and again, you know, uh, some people, it might affect one way, and other peoples it affect another way. So uh, you never know. Uh, my thing is, if it's a banned substance, if it's not on the list of uh, substances that are allowed within the sport, then then let's not use it. And uh, you know, we really have to clean up these sports. But but the one thing about uh, steroids, ACH, and all of these different drugs is it it's a billion dollar industry and uh as soon as we come up with the test to detect it, the uh the cheaters they come up with another complicated way uh to beat that test. So, uh, you know, it's just a cat and mouse game and uh I I don't think it'll ever be uh a clean, clean sport per se. I mean I just think that there's always guys that are gonna take the easy way out and they're gonna um they're gonna um they're going to push the limits, man.
2: Yeah, and you know, man, the sport is never going to be clean until guys start policing themselves. You know, I mean, and until till clubhouses start policing themselves and teammates start policing teammates. You know, because this this thing is always going to be dirty because it's money involved. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's that's the same the same reason we don't have um, NFL in Vegas NBA in Vegas, Major League Baseball in Vegas, because of so much money involved, they know the game would not be, it, it wouldn't be fair. It would, someone is going to get up under somebody's fingernails and something's going to happen. And as long as Major League Baseball has so many millions involved, we're going to have the same problem. And don't be surprised if, if if some people name come up on the PED list that you're not thinking would be there. You see them right in the, right in
1: the heart of the stuff, man. Uh, you know, it just never seems to amaze me of, uh, who gets caught, uh, when they get caught. I, I really do commend major league baseball for trying to clean up the game. Uh, there cause before they, they were just so lax, uh, when it came to testing and, uh, now they're, they're being proactive. They're trying to do things the right way. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, again, Mr. Braun, uh, that uh, Major League Baseball they, uh, they messed up his sample last year and they had to let him walk from a 50 game suspension but uh, you know he didn't learn from that uh, hopefully he learned from this uh, and uh, he started doing the right thing the thing is that those contracts are guaranteed I want to know is there language in the contracts where these teams can go back and say hey uh, you voided the contract and, uh, and get out of the contract
2: yeah I- I'm not sure you know, but I guess my thing is, I can't wait to see what kind of player he's gonna be without the PEDs. You know, is he is he just gonna be just an, just an average player? You know, I'll tell you an example. The guy Andy Pett, he came out and he got busted for uh, PEDs. He's never been he's never been close to the pitcher he was, and 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 he was he did have a little age on him when he got busted. But he's never been close to the same
1: picture he was since the PDB situation. All right. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. Police America Sports. Time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation hard hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at eight 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 three four six nine one four four. 346 9144 That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And hey,
2: welcome back to Sports Info U.M. Hey, Sam, let's the PDs and baseball. It's about that time for the NFL to get rolling and get things started. Some NFL training camps have already started. Rookie started today, and for the Dallas Cowboys, they started, and uh, and Miami Dolphins started in Davie, Florida. Hey, it's NFL time, baby!
1: It is definitely that time of the year. But hey, with that being said, Von Miller, we just talked about performance enhancing drugs. Von Miller, Denver Broncos, reportedly suspended for four games. And also today, the, the NFL and the NFL Players Association announced that they have agreed to a population study uh, to possibly begin testing for HGH. Uh, the one thing I say about all of this is uh, you can ignore. All of the facts, and just say, "Hey, I'm just finally happy that they're so close to um to having a test in place for HGH and uh, for performance enhancing drugs, man. So uh, that that's just uh I think that's a big step uh, in uh making the game even cleaner than uh what it is. But uh you know I'm tired of talking about all of these guys that made terrible off off-field decisions Uh, the main things like you said it's uh it's training camp time and uh come saturday every team in the nfl will be in training camp and uh i'm excited man it's almost that time fantasy football i'm starting to get the emails for fantasy football and uh it's just just a wonderful time of the year man hey man I,
2: i think i will play fantasy football this year for the second time ever. But, man, I'm really looking forward to this NFL training camp. You know, it's it's a lot of things going on, man. A lot of teams out there, a lot of new coaches in place. uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a new coach in place. uh, You know, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, uh, they got a lot of things going on down there. The Miami Dolphins, they have their second coach. Their quarterback is in his second year, Tannehill. Hey, it's a lot of things going on in Florida right now in our state with our NFL teams. But across the nation... Yeah, I'll, tell, teams,
1: man. I'll tell you the story that really uh, that that I'm really interested in is uh, RG three has been cleared for training camp. Daryl, uh, you know he came off of a, a severe ACL injury. Uh, what are your thoughts on RG three? Uh, being clear to, um, he's not going to be full goal, but he has been clear to to practice. And uh, to me, that's just a big step in the right direction. Uh, I just hope the young man uh, take his time. I, I would have really liked to see him uh, start off on the physically unable to perform list, but at the same time, he has to be smart and uh, and not overdo things.
2: You know, I, I was I was disagreeing with you when you said this is a big step in the right direction. I, I just don't agree with that. I don't think it was, it, it was nowhere near time for the Redskins to say he's been cleared. You know, if anything, we, we don't even want him to, to even be practicing much. And it's going to surprise me if, if he touches the field in any preseason game except maybe the last one, first quarter, second quarter of the last preseason game.
1: Now, now, being clear to practice and, and take part in full contact drills, you know, those are two different things there. I, I, I really feel that if you're going to be a successful quarterback, that there's nothing like practice. I mean, you're talking about a young man that's going into his second year uh, in in the National Football League. It, it does him or no one any good if he's not taking reps uh, with his teammates. I, I'm not saying that that he's full contact, but he should be going through his pass drops. He should be developing confidence in his knee. So I, I really do feel that, uh, if he's going to be a part of their plans this year, it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. And, uh, you, you're talking about one of the best doctors in, in the world, Dr. James Andrews, he conducted the, uh, the, um, examination and, uh, cleared them to play. Uh, so again, you're talking about the go-to guy when it comes to ACLs and most major surgeries, uh, clearing RG3 and, a. uh, I'm pretty sure that Dr. and Andrews is a very smart man. And, uh, after taking all the scrutiny of, uh, allowing RG three to go back into the game, you're going to err on side, err on the side of caution when it comes to clearing this young man, if he's not ready. So, I, I mean, I, I'm excited for RG three. I'm excited for the Redskins, but I, I do feel that, that RG three has to, uh, he has to do a better job of protecting himself. He has to listen to his body and not overdo things. But, uh, I mean, you—you. You, I've never had an ACL injury, but from just talking to guys that I know the most important uh, battle you're going to face is the mental battle, and uh, you're not going to win that mental battle if you're not practicing, if you're not out there with your teammates, if you're not going through them drops and getting that confidence uh, in your knee and uh, getting used to a knee brace if that's what you decide to do.
2: You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of Redskins fans don't know who to blame, whether it be the Andrews or whether it be uh, uh, Coach Shanahan. But some people think that they were the people responsible for RG3's injury being more severe than what it could have been or should have been. And if I'm a Redskins fan, I'm probably saying the same thing. Why are we rushing him back? Let's make sure he takes his time. Let's make sure he comes back 100% healthy. And maybe RG3 has learned from last year of coming back slowly, but at the same time maybe he's he thinks that he can overcome – Everything because he's young and strong and and capable, but I really, really, really think that he should take it easy. I think they should take it easy, take it slow with them.
1: Okay, uh, I, so I
2: know that he's going to be a different kind of quarterback this year than he was last year. I okay,
1: understand that. Okay, but for you to take it easy and make those steps, you're not going to do that in street clothes. So I'm not
2: saying street clothes. I'm not. You know, he, he last week before they cleared him. He was in shorts, he was working, he was running, he was jogging. It's probably not more than what he's doing this week. My thing is, why even say it?
1: Hey, man, the man worked hard. He said he was going to be back. uh, That's why they're saying it. Because he said he was going to be back. Because he said he was going to be back. But, hey, you got to work hard, man, and you have to push yourself. And and just like Adrian Peterson said, man, he was like, you got to push yourself. You got to listen to your doctors, but you also have to push yourself, and you have to gain that confidence. Uh, And, and again, man, uh, you're talking about everybody can't do this. Uh, you, you're talking about a rare breed, uh, you, Adrian Peterson, Dr. Andrews put him in that, uh, in that class where he said, he's like, he's almost like he's superhuman. But, uh, I only believe that the, the, the only super person I believe in is God. So I'm not going to go as far as Dr. Andrews, but, uh, you know, it's good to see the young man push himself and to work hard and to get back. Uh, I just hope he don't overdo it. Uh, again, I would be patient. But it is good for him to be back on the field with his teammates, taking those drops, even if it's just limited. If he's just doing 7-on-7, if he's just handing the ball off, it's just good to be out there. Uh, Because I tell you what, I would hate to see him go out there in the last preseason game uh, without taking many reps and without going through the fire. So, uh, hey, man, you get better in practice.
2: That's for sure. Without question, you get better in practice. Should we rush him? I'm not so sure. You
1: know. Hey Daryl, uh, what player, team, or coach needs to have a big season this year, man? You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on in the NFL in the offseason. but uh, again, we're 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 in training camp mode now. So, uh, what player, team, or coach, or all of the above, that you feel have to have a big season this year?
2: You know, man, um, the player that needs to have a big season this year for me is Tony Romo. And the coach that needs to have a good big season this year is Jason Garrett. You know, because, honestly, um, Tony Romo may have maybe one or two more years around, maybe one more year around Dallas, but if Jason Garrett does not win this year, he's fired. So he has to have a a big season. And like I said, uh, Tony Romo... He has to have a a big season, too, because, man, this is America's team.
1: So are you going to go for the trifecta and say the Cowboys are the team? The Cowboys are the team. Garrett's the coach. And Tony Romo is a quarterback. Well, I'll start with Tony Romo. You know, one of the reasons that Tony Romo is going to be under a lot more scrutiny this year is Tony Romo just received a contract over $100 million. Jerry Jones made a a big-time commitment to his quarterback. Uh, To me, Tony Romo is a guy. He always puts up big numbers. I really feel that the defense is going to have to do a little bit more to help Tony Romo. But Tony Romo is a guy that, um, to me, he's an elite quarterback. I mean, but... With being an elite quarterback and being paid like an elite quarterback, I expect him to win some playoff games. So I can understand why he's a guy that's really under that spotlight. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with a guy by the name of Mark Sanchez. You're talking about a guy that um, his team committed eight to nine million dollars to this year, made it almost impossible for him to be cut. I really feel that he's a guy that's going to be on the Budweiser hot seat. He's going to have to go out and perform. We got a young rookie quarterback by the name of Geno Smith. That's not going to back down. I really feel that if Sanchez doesn't perform well in the first four weeks of the season, that Geno Smith will be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets going forward. Uh, To me, uh, the team that's, uh, that I'm really excited to see this year, uh, is uh the Arizona Cardinals. You're talking about a, a a team they have a new uh they have a new head coach and Bruce Arians. He did a great job when he filled in uh for the Colts on an interim basis last year. Uh, I, I really feel that he's gonna help take the Arizona Cardinals to the uh next level. They went out and traded for Carson Palmer. Uh now they have a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield, uh that can actually uh make one of the best weapons in all of football, Uh, Larry Fitzgerald uh, viable again. You're talking about one of the best receivers in the game that uh, had a mediocre season last year because he really didn't have anyone to throw him the ball. And uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward uh, to Arizona. They went out and signed Mendenhall. It's going to take a little time to change that culture, but I I just really feel that they're going to make some progress uh, this year. Uh, The coach... uh, is rex ryan i i really feel that uh uh that rex uh with having a new general manager uh he's in a tough situation man he got a quarterback that i'm not really sure that he won't uh they traded one of his favorite players in uh Darrell revis uh to the tampa bay buccaneers i'm i know how rex uh really appreciates and loves defense so i'm not really sure that he was on board for that uh revis uh trade so uh but any week and any time, those three—the uh, player, team, and coach—can change, and uh, so it, it's uh, definitely going to be interesting. I'm looking for—I look forward to this season. Daryl, do you have any training camp memories you want to share with you know, our fans?
2: Sam, before we go, I'm going I'm to give you one coaster so that it's on. His seat is a little warm, but if they lose three games in a row at any point this in this season, his—he'll—he'll he'll be out the gate. All right, and that's Mike Tomlin. Now, people, a lot of people are not really following this, but the Pittsburgh Steelers could fire their first coach ever this season at the end of this season, Mike Tomlin.
1: There, I don't know who you've been talking to or what you've been drinking, man. I just don't see that one, man. All right, if if this prediction is true. Hey, man, we're going to have to get you on the NFL Network or something. Uh, I I, I, I don't see that one, man. That one came out of left field. I know it. That's why I brought it to you because uh, it was so hard for a lot of people to to grasp this, man. Another team that I really feel that has a lot to prove, man, that has to have a big season or – and I would be really, really surprised if they didn't have a big season. There's the new England uh, Patriots. They say adversity builds character. Uh, I know Tom Brady. Uh, I I feel that I know coach Belichick and uh, you're talking about guys that are motivated. They have had a lot of off field distractions and uh, I'm sure that they're more than happy to be getting back to work and doing what they love to do. But uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Patriots respond from uh, from the Hernandez situation to the, denard to gronkowski will he be back to the tim tebow uh is brady still an elite quarterback uh can belichick win the big game i, I really feel that this is going to motivate that franchise and uh, they're going to do some big things i'm not saying they're going to win the super bowl but they're going to win that division
2: and hey, Sam, my, my one of the most memorable moments for me um in the nfl is um, as a rookie in seattle um, we took, our first, we took our first trip to um, St. Louis, and I'll never forget, uh, we had this Moselle's chicken, fried chicken, as one of our dishes that we took, because that's what the players wanted. And, um, man, we got to the airport. We got on our very own airplane, Seahawk 1. I, just, it, I was floored to know that the team owned the plane. Seahawk <laughs> 1. So, hey, that that was that – just, that just really, man, took me for a loop and I'll let you know that you are in the big league when you ride on your own plane with the Seahawk emblem painted on the plane.
1: Well, man, I got a, a – one of the stories that uh, – I'm not going to really say it's a story. It was just a, oh, Lord, I'm not going to be here long moment for me. Uh, my rookie year in Oakland uh, – I go and look at look and see what number I was and I had number 66 man and uh when you're when you're a linebacker and you get issued number 66 unless you play back in the day uh and you know number 66 there's a great linebacker by the name of Ray Nischke that, weighed, that wore that number 66 yeah. but uh I I was thinking in my mind that hey man they don't really plan for you uh they don't really plan on you being here that long giving you number 66 and uh you know but hey I had to go out and fight and end up making the team uh end up starting six games as an undrafted uh free agent. But uh man, I, I, I just tell you, just being there with the guys, smelling the grass, man, and uh just uh whether if I would have never played in an actual game or preseason game, man, I, I really feel just that first week of being in training camp, being able to put on an NFL uniform and just going through the off-season program. I, I really feel that it's a tremendous accomplishment. And I really feel that um, sometimes that's lost on fans and, uh, and, and, and even kids when they say, oh, you didn't go to the league or you didn't play long. Uh, you know, it, it's not easy to just make it to um to the preseason there, where you can um uh, or the off season where you can go through the off season workouts and be a part of the team and work out with the team and put on the uniform, man, and some guys they only make it a week and that's all they get. but how many guys get to say that I had an opportunity to spend a week with the raiders or the with the dolphins or with the Seahawks? how many guys get that opportunity, man, and just think about the stories that they can tell their kids and grandkids i I agree totally say. That. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. and the Voice America Sports Network. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did.
1: They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit nflalumni.org.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And hey,
2: welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, you know, last year we had quite a few quarterbacks that had a splash in their looking season. Um who do you think is going to have the biggest splash this year coming back? Is it going to be Tannehill? Is it going to be Russell Wilson? Is it going to be Robert Griffin III? Is it going to be Andrew Luck? Who's going to have a bigger impact this year?
1: Well, man, I'm going to go with uh. Russell, Ordinary Wilson, man. I, I, I really like Russell Wilson's game. I really like the uh, the team uh, that he's a part of. You're talking about he has a strong running game, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, he has a, a playmaker, a dynamic playmaker in Percy Harvin that was added this offseason. So he has a new toy that he has in a sample chat. And, uh, man, you're talking about one of the best defenses in all of football. So I really feel that uh, Russell Wilson, uh, with the pieces around him, the running game, uh, Percy Harvin, and uh, and and just the job that that he does of managing the game and making smart football plays, I really feel that uh, he's going to have a, an outstanding season this year. Uh, you know, with RG three coming off of a, a, a knee injury, what I'm really looking for um, looking from him is for him to uh, become a smarter quarterback and not taking as many t- risks and running the football, learning how to protect himself, but uh, really going through the pre- through his progressions and uh making plays with his arm you know uh he he was compared to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady uh so the, he's not just a running quarterback and uh when you, when you speak of Andrew Luckman you're talking about a guy that's uh, potentially a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League uh he's an outstanding player but uh he is the one player who I feel his team is gonna take a step back. Uh I, I really feel that the coach caught a lot of people by surprise last year. Uh, teams are gonna be ready for him. I don't see them going ten and six and making the playoffs and that hurts me to say that because that's my former team and I really, really uh love that franchise. The owner, uh, Mr. Ursay is just a great guy. But uh I but I but I feel luck is gonna have a big time uh season. But uh it it's gonna be tough, man. Uh a little, little tougher this year for the Colts. Uh, um What rookie do you see making a big-time impact, Daryl? You know, there's a lot of big-time rookies out there, guys are getting signed. Who do you see making a, a big impact?
2: You know, um, when I when I think about these rookies that are coming in the league this year, you know, one of these offensive linemen, and I'm almost sure it's going to be the guy Fisher, I think he's going to have a tremendous impact um, this this upcoming season. I, I really do, um, but at the same time, the guy Lacey, who's with, who's with the Green Bay Packers, because of Aaron Rodgers and because Aaron Rodgers has so many weapons, and they have been basically absent with from a running attack for the last two years, three years. I can see Lacey having a tremendous season uh, this year, man.
1: And man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the wall and I'm gonna surprise a lot of people, but I'm gonna say man Teo. You're talking about a guy that uh that had a great season in Notre Dame, finished uh, in the top three in the Heisman trophy vote, and then went through a lot of adversity. Uh you know, I think I I really do feel that there's gonna be some pressure on him because he's gonna be Fairly or unfair, he's going to be compared to Junior Seahaw. But uh, I I really feel when it's all said and done that Manti Teo, he's a big-time football player. I think the Chargers are doing a great job of keeping him out of the media. But I I really think when the lights come on, he's going to be a guy that's going to have a tremendous impact on that team. Some pressure is what you said, right? I think you mean a lot lot of of pressure is
2: going to be on that young man?
1: Hey, I mean, a whole lot of pressure. Man. I don't really think that uh, the scrutiny and the pressure can be any larger than the than the fake girlfriend thing, man. So I really feel that he's mentally prepared uh, to deal with the pressure now after going through everything that he's been through, and I really feel that that's going to benefit him in the long run. Uh, what team is most likely to surprise this season, Daryl?
2: The New England Patriots not making the playoffs and not having a very good season. That's going to be a big surprise to a lot of NFL fans. I think
1: you're a Patriot hater. I don't know, man. But, hey, it's going to be tough. There is a lot of distractions, but I just don't see Tom Brady not making the playoffs. Uh, But, again, this is your opinion. So you say the Patriots. You say the Patriots not making the playoffs. It's the biggest surprise of the NFL season this year. Okay, man. Well, I'll tell you what. We talked about it last week. We said the NFC West is the toughest division in football. The team that I really feel is going to surprise this year is going to be the 7, 8, and 1 Rams. I really like the direction that this team is going in. Uh... Sam Bradford is playing for a big-time contract. He just saw the money that uh, Matthew Stafford in Detroit got. I'm sure he's looking for something similar. Uh, There's a lot of young talent uh, on the Rams roster. They have a lot of um, high draft picks. They have a big-time coach in Jeff Fisher. Uh, And you're talking about a team that uh, was 1-0-1 against the 49ers last year. They split with Seattle. I, I really look for this team to... Kick in the door. I'm, I'm not going to say they're going to the wait a 4 4, man, but I really see this team kicking in the door and possibly challenging for a playoff spot. I see them going 9 and 7 or 10 and 6, there.
2: You know, man, I'm going to tell you, Sam, uh, without Steven Jackson, the Rams are a, a very
1: ordinary team. And I
2: know Sam Bradford is a, is a good quarterback, but this young man has not been able to stay on the field for the entire season since he's been in the league. And he still has a, a frail-looking body compared to last year and the year before. So I just don't see him staying on the field for 16 games. And without Steven Jackson in the backfield, they're, they're just, they're just playing. And I like Coach Fisher. And I think he's an extraordinary coach, but I don't think he's enough. And I don't think they have enough to, to make a change in the NFL. Their, their, their record is not going to be much better than what it was last year.
1: We shall see. We shall see. All right, man. What guy coming off injury are you most – do you want to see the most? Guy hey, coming off A, major, a hey. major injury. We talked about RG3, but there's a lot of other guys. It's,
2: it's, it's one guy I want to see, and that's Revis. You know, I want to see
1: what Revis Island
2: has. I, I want, especially since he's here in Florida, we're playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want to see what is he going to bring to the table. You know, we're going to see the old Revis or we're going to see a struggling athlete that's that's recovering from a knee injury.
1: Hey, man, there's a couple of guys that I really want to see. Uh, one of them is a former Hurricane, Air Reed, big time safety. He's uh he's going to Houston. Uh, the, the the general manager came down and said he'll be ready for Week One. Air Reed is taking a more cautious approach and saying that he might miss a couple games and uh, that he really wants to be available at the end of the season when his team is going to need him the most. I really uh, like Ed Reed's uh, thought process, you know. It, it don't make any sense in rushing out there to be out there for week one. You're talking about a Hall of Fame safety, man, one of the best safeties in the game. Uh, so uh, take your time, Ed. You deserve to take all the time you need to get healthy. Another guy, man, uh, is uh, that really needs to stay healthy. And uh, if he can stay healthy and get the running game going, he's going to take a lot of pressure off of a guy we talked about earlier, uh, Tony Romo, and, and that's DeMarco Murray. Uh, he had a big-time rookie season for the Cowboys. He, uh, he missed some games last year. Uh, he missed six games last year. So I'm really going to um, hopefully that his hamstring is all healed up and he'll be able to help the Dallas Cowboys. And the last guy is Maurice Jones, drew man, another Florida guy. Uh, he had a little foot injury last year that really kept him out of most of the season. Uh, he's been cleared to play. So a lot of guys I'm looking forward to seeing Dale.
2: Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Maurice Jones drew too, but DeMarco Murray, man, he's another one of these guys. that's almost like a tuna. You know, he's not very big. He plays very big, but he's not a very big guy. Stature. And, um, it's not going to surprise me if he doesn't complete this season as well. So,
1: and uh, Gr- now Rob Gronkowski, man, will he be healthy? You know, man, this guy had a back surgery. He's, he's a yeah, he's he's a walking wounded for sure.
2: And I'm not so sure if he's going to be, uh, you know, at the at a, at the height of his game. You know, he's he's coming off some he's coming off a of back to back years of surgery on his forearm. Now he's had back surgery as well. I just don't see him coming back and playing at the level he played two
1: years ago. Don't see it happening. Hey, D- hey Daryl, before we move on to golf, uh, what are your thoughts? You know, these guys, they've had a long – the off season isn't what it used to be when it, it, as far as uh, – The the summer conditioning program, the OTAs, the NFL has uh, really, uh, in the last CBA, they've taken away a lot of the time the teams were allowed to have with their players. So uh, is that something that we have to um, look out for? A lot of guys uh, pulling hamstrings early on in training camp or teams kind of having to use the first part of training camp as a conditioning tool? Because you're talking about these guys have been off for a month and a half, man. That's a lot of time to get out of shape.
2: Oh, that's definitely a lot of time to get out of shape. But these guys are professionals, and they should be professionals. You know, when when I, when I was in training camp, Sam, you knew you had to come to camp in shape. That was the bottom line because they didn't have we didn't have time to get you in shape. You had to be in shape when you got there. That was the same way it was in college. So most of these guys are coming from big time college programs where they know they have to come to camp in shape. So it shouldn't be anything different in college in, in the pros and you
1: know? um. I don't think we're going to find those problems. But now, when you were in college, you were there most of the off season, so it's it's easier to be in shape, and you didn't have a lot of time away. At the most, you might have had a week <coughs> here and a week there. And 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 when you really think about it, when you took that week off and you came back, it was a struggle to get readjusted to that conditioning program. That that is true. So uh with that being said, again, when we were in training camp, we got we spent the majority of the off season with the team, going through plays, uh conditioning, lifting weights through OTAs. A's. We never had a six week period off. I mean after you might have had a month and a half off. But once you got into your offseason training program, you were pretty much with the team until a week or two before training camp. But we're talking six to eight weeks there. That's a lot of time again. And they are professionals, but that, that's a lot of time for guys to be away from the game and um, to get out of shape, man. If they're not disciplined enough to um, go back to their college and work out with their team or hire a personal trainer.
2: Well, you know, these guys make a lot of money and some of them do have personal trainers, but I just really feel like I don't think we're going to find, find too many of these problems. And, and you know, we're going to have some veteran players that's going to pull a hamstring and then a week before training camp breaks, he'll be going full speed. This happens all the time. We're to, a lot of veterans are going to uh, pull a hamstring, um bruise a quad, uh, uh, get kicked in the shin. Something is gonna happen. Sprain their ankle. They're gonna miss a couple weeks. Of those two-day training, two or three-day camps, and then week before training camp breaks, everything's fine. They're going 100%. That's going to
1: happen. So they're going to pull a vet move. They're going to ride the bike on the sideline, say they heard in the last oh. week. Hey, Coach, I'm ready to go, man. Come on, man. And, man, to be honest, a lot of these veterans, and uh, depending on the coaches, a lot of these veterans, man, they don't really need as much work as some of these young guys. Like you said, they are professionals. They have honed their craft. They've done it over and over. And uh, they're pretty much coaches uh, in waiting. Hey, we're down to our last – Two minutes. How about Phil Mickelson? Mickelson? yesterday shoots a final round sixty-six to overcome a five-shot deficit to win a hundred and forty-second Open Championship. You're talking about a guy who was rarely mentioned through most of the telecast, and he he put on an outstanding performance yesterday to win. Man,
2: congratulations, Phil Mickelson. And uh, and I guess this gives hope to uh, Tiger Woods if he can do it at forty-three. And Tiger Woods is only, like, what, 37 years old? He should be able to win at least four more uh, Open championships.
1: I think Tiger's going to be fine, man. He finished sixth after shooting the final round, 74. Uh, I really feel – I don't know if he's going to win a major this year, but I see a couple more majors in his future. Hey, Daryl, man, there are six current players, uh, six current uh, college football players joined the NCAA image lawsuit. What are your thoughts on that, man? We're down to our final hey, minute. Hey, Sixty more, more seconds. The
2: room and let me know where I can sign my name.
1: Hey, man, I tell you, man, it takes a lot of courage for guys that are playing, man, and uh, the universities, I really had to tip my hat to them, but I I really feel, Daryl, that the whole landscape of of college athletics is changing. The commissioners from the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC and the Pac-12, they're basically saying that something has to be done, and uh, I think these guys are really pushing to play their football, to pay the football and basketball players, man. So, hey, the NCAA and uh, EA Sports have also uh went their separate ways, separate ways and uh and it's this this is the finger point stage. But hey guys, we're down, we're out. Uh you're listening to Sports Info, UM on the Voice America Network. daryl will be back next week. He's gonna have a special guest for y'all. Keep the peace. Peace. peace.